0: It's Locked
1: On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Build Bar. You can go to buildbar.com and use promo code locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets at Walker mail and at not of the scribe interacting with us on Twitter. We appreciate it. Anytime you do that. And we get to do that on our mailbag episodes on Wednesdays. So if you want to try to send in some of those questions beforehand and beat everybody to the punch, feel free to do so at all of those Twitter handles that I just mentioned. We encourage we it to doing that show again. We very much encourage it because our listeners are smart and they're smarter than us. We like to try to get people entertained as much as we can. Um, but you guys are the real geniuses at work. So ask us some questions and then we can try to play genius is on TV. We're going to talk a little bit about what happened this weekend. Terry Rozier flames again. The last four games that he's played are absolutely ridiculous. Are. We can discuss the six game road trip that's coming up for the Charlotte Hornets. And I also want to talk about the season expectations. Now, after we kind of got through all of these home games that the Hornets have played at the spectrum center, it's a six game road trip out West. If they survive that, What do we expect about the Hornets for the rest of the season? And we haven't even seen the second half of the schedule yet. So maybe we can try to uh, hypothesize what we expect to see from the Hornets in the second half. We're really getting to the halfway point of the season. Remember only 72 games this year. We've already played roughly 30 or so a handful of games away from reaching the midway point. Now let's get to the golden state warriors game though. This past weekend, it was nuts. It was the Charlotte Hornets. They win 102 to 100. The big story. It's it's Terry Rozier Mm -hmm. and Draymond green as well, but it's really all Terry Rozier who has had a lot of these games. This season has 12 of 19 from the field eight of 11 from distance was perfect at the free throw line, only going four times, but nailed all of them. And he's just a bonafide bucket getter 36 points for Terry in this one. And you've seen him score over 30, the last four games getting a 40 burger in there too. The guy's been insane. He's been absolutely insane this year, shooting just flames from the distance from distance. And it's no different going against golden state. They, including the last second shot, including the game winner, And it was so much fun to watch the rest of the Hornets roster have so much fun with Terry LaMelo Ball lifting Terry Rozier, the rookie that's so excited to see a backcourt mate have all that kind of success. What a lot of fun uh, this game was against Golden State.
0: I'm I'm, I'm glad the game was fun because for like three quarters of that game, I was angry Uh, and not even just angry. I was just disappointed because it was clearly like you saw a team that was without Steph that went through that game without Steph and it was bad basketball for literally three and a half quarters. You could also say it was a bad basketball game for the entire game. I'm not necessarily gonna argue with you, but I would also point out that Terry Rozier saved this game from being one of those duds that you just can't have if you're going to be a playoff team or you wanna call yourself at least a top 10 team in the East. And we'll talk about that later. But Terry Rozier, like, I'm here for giving Terry Rozier all of his flowers. The guys had four straight 30-point games. He's one away from Kemba's record of four uh, of five. And at this point, like, he's lived up to the trade. He's lived up to every expectation of the trade. He's done everything that's expected of him. Now, granted, it's in a completely different role than Kemba ever was going to be in. And Terry Rozier was never going to be Mr. Everything for us but the fact that he's turned himself into a guy that you can say is a rotation guy on a top, on a championship team is quite frankly very very awesome and i cannot like to watch this team evolve and watch them grow and he's a guy that you can tell puts in the work so for all of this to come from this uh, again it's awesome it was really dope to see, and quite honestly, and this is something that I know we're going to talk. People are going to talk about. Look, as much as the refs missed in that last two minute report, and I read all of it. I it, yeah. it's <laughs> not it's not fun to read. Um, Terry Rozier, like Draymond, getting the two texts is just basketball. The basketball gods' justice of yo. Um, Terry Rozier was fouled on two two of those of on two of those three point plays that should have been four, and then on on top of that. There were a couple again, the Kelly Oubre layup shouldn't have counted because it's out of bounds. Like the Warriors got away with a lot. Draymond just getting hit for the Texas basketball justice. And that's as far as I'm going to go with it.
1: Yeah. You, you look at Terry, it seems like he's had more of these games. Um, earlier in the season too than I even realized. But he he opens up the season with a 42-point performance against Cleveland. They lose by seven points, but that game was never even that close. It was only Terry that was bringing them to any chance of winning that game against Cleveland. They still didn't even have a chance. They lost to Philadelphia when he had 35 points and hit seven threes. And he didn't score over 30 points the rest of the month of January. And then it took him, his next 30-point performance was actually that loss against Memphis, when he went for 34 and has scored over 30 points ever since went for 41 against Minnesota, went for 33 against San Antonio gets the long rest, right? We almost went a week's worth of time before this game, uh, against the Spurs this past Sunday and then golden state on Saturday, but he scored 33 against San Antonio, 36 against golden state and not at his numbers, have actually gone up his field goal percentage rounded up to 50 with this last performance. His three point percentage is right at 46. It
0: is, wow. Uh, it's 46% is what
1: he's shooting from the perimeter. And that's on almost eight attempts per game. The volume is there and the percentage of the efficiency is there. He's shooting above 80% from the free throw line. And this is his role. He's, he's not a guy that's going to be the point guard anymore. And we've known that for a mm-hmm. while, but my God, he's flourished in this specific role, specifically too offensively. The, the numbers are astounding. And you watch him, you watch Gordon Hayward and those two guys that come over from the Boston Celtics organization and have really provided quite the spark offensively for this team. It's been fun to watch. Gordon Hayward just got done with media availability as of this recording, recording late apologize for that. That's just how Mondays are sometimes. But good news is the Utah Jazz game doesn't tip off until late tonight because they're on the West Coast. So you have a little bit more of a window before this game is played. But we literally just started recording as soon as Gordon Hayward was done with his media availability. And Gordon's like, look, this is what Terry does. I've already known that, that this was someone that can get buckets at this kind of level. And he's really helping us out. James Brego said he's bringing a winning mentality. And I think with all of the bad defense that we've seen from Terry with him not necessarily being the greatest decision maker in the world I do think again I've mentioned it a couple of times the shot selection is better this year it is you no know, sometimes sometimes the floor games aren't great from Terry but the guy has been so clutch not just this season but even last year Terry Rozier was really clutch he does bring a, a winning mentality to this team and Terry look man I, I'm glad that he's been able to flourish in such a role like he has ever since he came over from Boston Yeah,
0: absolutely and the funny thing is and I was looking at this stat from five Reasons sports network which covers a whole bunch of the uh, Miami Heat games but did you see this and again the three best teams in the clutch in net rating it's Orlando it's Philadelphia <laughs> And then who leads the league? The Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. With pl- plus 53, almost a plus 54 in the clutch. That is a product of James Brego. That is also a product of Terry Rogier. And the fact that Terry Rogier has helped in this clutch and hit big shots when it comes down to clutch time, like, that's something that you can be proud of. That's something that's a building a culture. That's the four pillars that remember when Borrego was talking about that last year. This is the four pillars. This is like phase two of the demo. And, and Don't you dare
1: bring that up. Don't I you? I just do did. It. What you going to do? We, about we, it? We've gotten away from it.
0: No, we have not gone. No, this is the four pillars in action, Walker. And this is what we're talking about. Like. The four pillars, the accountability, the shot making, the, the precision, and even being precise when everybody else isn't. That's part of the four pillars, Walker. This is yeah. enjoy it, bathe in it, soak in it.
1: All right. I'm going to have to bathe in it here in just a little bit. I want to come back and talk a little bit more about their clutch performances and what the expectations should be for them this season. But first, let's discuss Bet Online AG because Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, the NHL, they're all in full swing. And you can even bet online uh, because it covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV as well. They have real-time updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or, your Zoom, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. Can we talk about this team as a playoff team? Do we feel comfortable doing that? We'll discuss it coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets
0: like doing that unless like I am totally annoyed I don't drop the big joker in spades that early I don't drop the big joker I only do it when I am officially annoyed and I don't want to have this conversation and I'm going to be real honest with you Walker the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here
1: it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski host Locked On Today, a daily pod breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. You can start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your pods. I want to mention something else about how clutch this team has been really over the past couple of seasons, Nada, because we got it from Terry last year. Mm We also got it from Devontae Graham a lot last year, and we've even seen him be clutch at times this season. You also go to a Malik Monk, who is the reason that we won that game against Miami down there in South Beach and
0: won the game against Detroit last year.
1: Right. And he hit that huge three that was basically from half court, very close to it. You've had the backcourt players come up huge in those times and the times that they're needed at the end of game situations. And it's been I don't know if that's something that you can say we can expect this going forward. You could do the math thing and say, you know, the the law of averages, it's going to bring it back down. And, And I you know, tend to side a little bit with that. I, you know, I'll probably walk the fence a little bit, though, because. It, Terry seems very comfortable taking and hitting those shots. He's shown it on a consistent basis now. Yes. Devontae Graham has done the same. Even when he struggled at times in the first couple of quarters or three quarters, especially at the beginning of the season when he wasn't hitting anything, you've seen, it, I, th- I think that the, the season opener against Cleveland, when he just wasn't buying anything and eventually hit a, a three or two to help Terry Rozier uh, bring them back in that game. And then we just talked about Malik we've seen big time moments from those guys at the end of game situations. And I don't know if it's something you can expect to continue, but it hasn't really stopped yet. Not nope. it hasn't yet. And I'm here for it while at least we have it right no, now.
0: Like that, that's the thing, like a bunch of this, we'd have expected for this to come down, but you got to start thinking about this, that this is, this just may be the system that they run. And this is all, and this is why I throw it back to Borrego a lot. remember, the first year of Borrego's, Borrego's tenure, they had five clutch wins in in they had five clutch wins within one point. And that was something that the team had only won one in the previous five years. After a certain point, maybe it's just the system and the system and the players that they do and the coaching that they get. So when we have these conversations about okay, this team is now clutch, should we continue to expect it? Should we expect a like a drop off? Maybe the answer is no because there's enough evidence to this to, at this point to where you understand that if they're going to if there's going to be a big shot with the Charlotte Hornets they're generally going to hit it now they don't miss they put them in positions to where they don't miss anymore now granted That also comes on the other end of games like the Chicago Bulls one a year and a half ago, and I know people want to plug their ears and go la 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 la. That that Bulls game (laughs) doesn't exist. It does. It's the other side of the coin. And you know what? If I'm if this team is going to be more, if this team is going to be almost plus fifty four in the clutch when it comes to net rating, I'm willing to take a Chicago game or two. And I know you are too. At least, at least I'd like to think so, Walker.
1: Um, I don't know why you're speaking for me. You don't have to do that. Uh, But yes, I'm glad for the 54 plus net rating that you mentioned in the clutch time. And it's games like that that help you get to the postseason. Not a you have been one that has been very angry at anybody who set expectations for this team and not even just good expectations, any kind of expectations whatsoever. You have not been here for it. No, but we're basically 30 games into the season and the Hornets are in the eight spot. You look at where they are compared to all the other teams in the Eastern Conference. They're one game ahead of the Chicago Bulls in the nine spot, but that amount of games, right? Just one game between the eight and the nine spot. It also separates the Hornets and the Pacers who are currently holding the four spot. The Eastern Conference, man, I'm telling you, if, if you look, I'm not saying that they're better than the Pacers. I'm not saying they're better than the Celtics who have struggled as well, but the Pacers traded away Victor Oladipo and they've been struggling ever since and I don't know what's going to happen with Karis LeVert. I don't even know if he's expected to come back at all this season because he had some real problems that were brought up because of the physical that he took in that trade between Brooklyn, Indiana, and Houston. So they don't get a Karis LeVert to counteract the loss of Victor Oladipo. You go with Boston, Marcus Smart's not going to return until at least... The second half of the season, Kimball Walker has been trying to navigate through this knee injury, did not play well in their last game against New Orleans. I, I had 12 shots, didn't hit. I think he only hit like one or something like that. And Toronto, despite being seven and three in their last 10, you know, they're still only about a game ahead of the Charlotte Hornets. And you look at some of those teams ahead of them, right? The New York Knicks are ahead of them at seven and they don't scare you. The teams behind you that you're kind of scared of. It, it's still probably
0: Miami a little nope, bit with nope, Jimmy, nope. uh, with Jimmy Miami Butler. doesn't scare me at all. That, that team looks like they're oh, done.
1: Fair enough. Right. And, and I know Nikias Duncan has talked about that too, who covers the Miami heat extremely well. I, I'm never going to count that team out. We've seen this before from Spolstra when he had teams made up of guys like Rodney Magruder that were flirting with a playoff spot in the second half. I'm not going to count the Miami heat out. But at least that is one of the more uh, fearful teams that you should be of if you're a Hornets fan looking to get them in the playoffs. The Hawks' point differential is in the positive margin. They've got a couple of stars if they don't trade John Collins, so maybe that's another team you're scared of a little bit. Either way, Nada, my point is we have 30 games. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't mean that we take those 30 games for gospel as this is what we're going to see, but we're very close to the halfway point of the season in in this truncated year. And I think that's more than enough sample size for us to start to form opinions on what teams are and what teams aren't. Mm-hmm. And when I look at the Charlotte Hornets, you look at that game ever since LaMelo Ball has been getting 30 minutes per contest, the second go around against Indiana. They win that game, okay? Mm-hmm. They have not had a loss amidst a three-game losing streak since, you know, predating that, since I believe it was Chicago when, when they had the four-game losing streak. Okay. They have not had a loss against a team under 500 since the Orlando magic predating that second Indiana win. And so we're talking about a month's worth of time. This is a team that's mainly that they're taking care of the teams that they're supposed to, right? Like the teams that aren't very good. They're taking care of those teams in a big way. They've beaten teams like the bucks, like the Pacers and even the Miami heat. When we talked about Malik Monk going ballistic at the end, this is a team that is starting to somewhat consistently perform uh, enough to take care of the bad teams and giving them a chance to win against the good teams. Here's the thing. You've got a six game road trip out West and four of the six are playoff teams. Brutal, right? Mm-hmm. This is going to be a tough stretch. If they survive this, then you have to feel really good about their playoff odds. Even if you did not want to come in with expectations this year.
0: Now, see, here's the thing I've already said I've given up the ghost on whether or not this is a playoff team. I've said, this is consi- I've consistently said 10 this team is a top 10 team in the east i've said this regularly i think they are at least a play-in team playoff where we're talking about four mm-hmm. to six that one i'm not so sure like well what not even four but not even
1: four to six just talking about i understand we're talking about play in team right i I agree. You said at least a top 10 team. I, I would think so too. I think they're at least a, a, a top 10 team. I think my question is, are they a top eight in a normal year? Are they a top eight team?
0: Yeah. And I, th- I think they are. I think
1: right now they kind of are the way that they I play. think
0: they are. And the, the only thing is for unfortunately the way the NBA has done this, you don't want to be a top eight team. You want to be a top six team in your conference. Unfortunately, do I think they have enough horses to get there? No, I don't. I do, do I think that this team is anywhere close to getting any of those really, really fun guys in the draft this year? Unfortunately, no, they're not. But I wouldn't call this a treadmill. I think this is great for development. I think this is going to be one of the best things that can happen for especially a P.J. Washington, who has gotten his lunch handed to him time in, time out. But... This is a way to prepare. This is a way to get these guys better. You have a whole bunch of guys that were picked in the lottery for their talent. It's now time to put them up against the best people that they can. And you know what? If they get better, that's great. But if they don't show up, it also helps in making decisions for this roster going forward. So I'm also kind of here for the let's get to the playoffs scenario and then go from there. You know, like. I'm here for this. I think they're a top 18, <laughs> but I also wish that they could get into that 5 six area.
1: Yeah, it's it's gonna be it, 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 we're, we're at the point right now where one game means so much in the standings. I, I think what's most interesting to me is the fact that instead of having 40 more games or I should say 50 more games, you have 40 more games to work with. you know 10's a big deal and maybe some of these other teams can't separate as fast and Hornets just continue to hang around, hang around. We'll see what happens in the second half of the season. That schedule has not been released yet, but when it is, it will be interesting to see as the Hornets get rid of a Western Conference road trip to end the first half of the season. Built Bar is fantastic, and I continue to go to them constantly to get my day started, whether it's a coconut brownie chunk, whether it's one of the original flavors like just your normal German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, whether it's one of the six new flavors before these featured limited ones like Apple Almond Crisp, Carrot Cake, and Cherry barcia, They're all fantastic, and you don't have to feel guilty about eating them. You're talking about Bars that are anywhere between 130 to 180 calories. Even at the high end, you can feel good about eating such a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. And if you're on the keto diet, it's great for that, too. If you go to BuiltBar.com, you get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. Go there right now. BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at beltbar.com. We have one more segment to go. Uh, We'll discuss more of Gordon Hayward's comments coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This
0: is Locked on Hornets.
1: And I was cutting a rug in that place, not a Funkmaster Flex. Shout out to
0: him. again, Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. (laughs) I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. It's time for more of the locked on Hornets podcast.
1: Listen to locked on NBA on Mondays. Josh Lloyd, host of our wildly popular locked on fantasy basketball. He takes you around the NBA's major headlines with the help of our local experts. You can subscribe to the locked on NBA podcast today, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Have a game tonight against the Utah Jazz. Devontae Graham, last we checked, was listed as a doubtful participant. So I would not expect Devontae Graham to play in this one. The last time the Hornets played Utah, just like everybody who plays the Jazz, they lost. I don't know if we left that game feeling awful about the way that the Hornets performed. They scored 121 points. Granted, they gave up 138 points in just four quarters of action. Yep. Every single one of those quarters, Utah scored over thirty points. You had a ton of corner three pointers, which Utah has been very good mm-hmm. at this season. It was one of the teams that got a record against the Charlotte Hornets. I believe it was one of those teams, right? Not it was the Grizzlies. We saw
0: it was they set they set their own team uh, they set their own team's record for threes. I think it was twenty four. Uh, it was twenty six.
1: Twenty six. I've got it right here. Okay. And uh, Bogdanovich had seven. O'Neal had three, Conley had four, Mitchell had five. You had Clarkson come off of the bench and hit three. Ingles, Niang, and Oni even comes in in the four minutes that Oni played. he had one. Oni, I believe from Yale, if I'm not mistaken. So you have all of those guys hitting a ton of threes. And remember, this was actually a really good game from LaMelo Ball last time they played. 34 points for ball, had eight assists, four rebounds, shot four of nine from three, took 27 field goals in this one and made 14 of them. So he was very, very much so offensively involved. PJ Washington did not play in this game last time because he had a sprained right foot. This was even before he was undergoing uh, COVID-19 protocol. So, uh, those are some of the numbers that you see not a look, Utah, they've been a buzzsaw, man. Uh, it they've been unbelievably good. They did just lose to the LA Clippers by 4 points on the road, 116 to 112, but that's hardly anything to criticize after the way that they've been winning for most of the year.
0: Like honestly, the th- here's here's my thing. This is a game where you just know you're going in there and you're just hoping don't embarrass yourselves. That's it. That's the only thing you hope you can hope for. There were a bunch of you guys, there were a bunch of the Hornets that didn't play well on Saturday because they had a week off and you just hope that they play better because unfortunately the jazz are the type of team that hit every single one of the Hornets weaknesses. They shoot well from three. They shoot well from three in different places. They also have bigs that rebound and can punish you on the boards that's usually the recipe for at least a Hornets, Hornets loss, if not a Hornet, uh, again, the opponent blowing them out. This is not the game that you hope to win on this road trip. I would probably point you to the Suns game or maybe the Kings game. Like, Suns, Kings, Wolves, those are the games you hope to win. Like, the Warriors game, Steph's probably going to play. And in if... Anything that showed if anything showed me from that game on Saturday, if Steph plays, that's a laugher. So like you just have to hope that you're competitive in the games that you're not going to like, like that you're just be competitive. Don't hope for much. Don't hope for a win. Like, just keep your expectations to a minimum and they can't disappoint um, you.
1: A lot of late tips, as you would expect when they go on the West Coast, yep. you have the, the earliest tip that we'll see is the last game against Minnesota. That tip is going to be at 8 p.m. Every other one, Utah, Phoenix, both at 9 p.m. Golden State, Sacramento and Portland are all 10, 10, 10, 30. That 10, 30 game against Portland on March 1st, that'll be on a Monday Uh, That's going to be on NBA TV. If you can stay up late enough, (laughs) 1030 tip for that Hornets and uh, Trailblazers game, then more power to you. But that's uh, you, you get to watch that on NBA TV, at least, especially for everyone that has YouTube TV and they don't have cable. They don't have a way to watch the Hornets usually. You do, but you got to stay up and pay the price for it. So maybe you'll be hurting a little bit that next Tuesday, but that's the schedule that the Hornets have facing in front of them. Um, you're just hoping they survive, right? I mean, what, what are we thinking? a yeah. are, 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 we, are we feeling froggy enough to try to go three and three, or are you just asking for two and four? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. That's That funny. was a cackle. That's that was funny. a hell of a cackle.
0: Yes, it was. Uh, are you going for two and four then? Like, or are you one saying or two like wins. Un- one that, or two that was a, wins, that was like you a you laugh? Fr-
1: that you thought indicated they were going uh, defeated, that they would just go zero for six. That's how awful that laugh was.
0: I'm hoping okay. for one win. Like like I'm hoping for one, one and five. If they go three and three, I'll be surprised. Yeah,
1: give me give me two. If they and go four. two and four, give me two and four. I, yeah. And if, if if we go two and four, that means you get... There, there's two non-playoff games or non-playoff teams right now that you're playing. Minnesota's been bad. They just fired Ryan Saunders in a real shady kind of thing going on up there with Minnesota. Um, so Minnesota at the end of this, and then you have Sacramento, who's currently not a playoff team either. So if you get those two wins, and maybe you can sneak another one, but yeah, like I, I would probably... Expect two and four, maybe a hope for three and three, and uh, maybe you can get out on the other side unscathed. Thanks for joining us on On Hornets. Apologize for releasing this late. We should be able to get back on schedule tomorrow. Also, thanks again to Built Bar for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA. And I also apologize if you're gonna be hearing Nada's laugh in your nightmares tonight, because I know I'm going to Don't apologize. <laughs> Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.